When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Space The final frontier These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise Its continuing mission To explore strange new worlds To seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no one has gone before Wetterland, and I'm here with Veronica Osorio. Yes, all right. And uh, we are Treks in the City, and um, we're back from uh, a long hiatus that had nothing to do with a global pandemic. Um, and now it's become a global pandemic, but we're back, and we're glad to be making episodes again from our homes like everyone else. Well, we're glad to go back. Uh, the pandemic had started. So it was kind of like, okay, now we're going to go back. No. Yep, exactly. The pandemic was like, no. I believe that, well, I have thoughts about the pandemic. (laughs) What if I didn't? I don't actually have any opinions. Um, But I want to introduce our guest so he can jump right in. Um, He's being really polite. I'm so excited that we finally got this person on the show. He's been busy a lot doing important work. Um, And he'll talk about that. Uh, And I've known him forever this is yeah tell us your story this is the we'll tell you the story when i introduce him that he got me into stand-up comedy against his will Um, (laughs) (laughs) please welcome writer and comedian sean perlman wow Um, what a lackluster intro (laughs) (laughs) oh like (laughs) hi sean hi everyone Welcome. Oh my God. How are you? Good. How are you? <clears throat> I'm in the so I'm right in now. The um, yeah, it was just playing choppily. And then that, it was kind of like that effect where like you call someone and you can hear your own voice echoing. And I was just kind of disoriented for a second. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> that's what um, we all live with today. You know, that's how we live. And is this the first technology like, catches up. This is our first. <laughs> this is our first remote recording. Yeah. Um, well, actually, we did try to do a couple over the phone, um, where just Veronica was in the studio, and she was uncomfortable with that. And I get it. We did have um, Harvey Weinstein as a guest. I don't know why we did. <laughs> but it wasn't about that. It was about the phone part. <laughs> it was just the technology. <laughs> was the issue um sean let's tell our story yes i cannot wait <laughs> uh should you go or you're telling you it wrong um, <laughs> <laughs> okay so i was 27 and i went and took a improv class at ucb 
that's actually how I met Vero as well. Um, this is in New York when we all lived in New York. And in my second class, after I took the first one, I was like, I gotta get when more of this. New York. <laughs> when we all lived in New York, I said I had to get more of this pyramid scheme. And so I went to another class and that's where I met Sean Perlman. And uh, he was a stand-up comedian because that I knew I knew that because that's like all he talked about. <laughs> he was like, well, in stand-up. <laughs> um, and I was like, I want to do stand-up comedy so bad. I want to do stand-up comedy so bad. And he was like, sure. And then I asked him again and he was like, anytime. And I was like, finally, like Judaism, I had to ask him a third time to let me go to an open mic with him. And he brought me to the Ochi's open mic. I, I, I thought you were being polite. I think like you were just like being like, yeah, that's interesting. Like I want to do. I could not have I, been more forceful. In the I know. <laughs> but I mean, I get it now that I do it. So many people I, over the years have been like, oh my God, I, I want to do that. And I've said like, yeah, we'll go to an open mic. But like the, you don't ever do it, actually take them to one until that person makes the effort. So I get it now. But at the time I was like, I'm so hot. Like, why aren't you trying to <laughs> Um, and I did, and I went to an Ochi's open mic and they canceled it because nobody was there, but then five people showed up and somehow we like Jerry rigged an open mic so that I could do stand up. And I, I did so well because there was the gimmick of there being five people there was what was making everyone laugh. But I thought it was me. And I was like, Sean, I'm a natural. I'm the best kind of comedian that's ever been born. And you were like, well, <laughs> <laughs> you recorded your album that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then uh and then we became best friends and then we dated for like two years. And then Whoa, and then two full years? That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Who broke it off? Who did break it off? This is my goal. Both of my us goal. Multiple times, I think. Yeah, we I think we yeah, we we broke up like every other day. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, we were together for two years, but we were just breaking up for two years solidly. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were like the subject of the Us Weekly of stand-up comedy in New York. Out of, but what were the, like, reasons? Alice and I, are, we're both very passionate people, and we, <laughs> we're both volatile. And when you're a volatile person, you need to be in a relationship with a person that's not volatile so that you can you know, kind of neutralize your relationship. <laughs> and, uh, we just yell and escalate. <laughs> yeah, we, we exactly, exactly exacerbate each other's, um, like, uh, like, like, I have friends that I'm like this with, where it's like, we have to be careful because we will get into each other's nerves in a way. Like, I remember being like in fights with Sean where I'd be like, okay, no, I'm, I, I'm just saying this. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's all I mean. And then Sean would like start to leave and then he'd be like, but wait. <laughs> I think that you called it Columboing, Columbo. and that's stuck in my mind. Because <laughs> I'm like, just what? what? Just one second. You turn around and like, one more thing. And it would be like the whole thing would open up again. And yeah, now and you're like, whoa, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to ruin the night. <laughs> and but, I'm like, but in my mind, because I wasn't at fault too. It wasn't like I was like, like, oh, geez, why is he taking everything I say to be shitty? It's because I'm free, because actually in there, there was a secret dig. 
<laughs> You're like, I can't believe you didn't pick up on that secret dig. <laughs> and then he would turn around and be like, did you say that I'm an <laughs> amoral asshole? No, I'm just like a slope. So I'm like, wait a minute. When you said that, I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I felt like there was a subtext of like <laughs> an insult in there. <laughs> and oh then my God. you were gone because hours had passed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But how relieving was it when we figured out we were just supposed to be friends? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone took a So breath. who, how did you break up, break up, break up? Like the last one. I actually don't totally remember me at all <laughs> no. <laughs> no the very last oh yeah like i was like hey we need to talk and you're like i want to break up with you because you felt like it was coming and you're like <laughs> that, uh, really i was getting down on one knee <laughs> <laughs> no i don't remember though for real do you remember sean uh I think that we were out at a restaurant and we really like continuously broke up over. I mean, well, we, we had like, a, maybe we had like a period of like two months where, or like a month where we, we, we broke up in the middle, like where we like, yep. You know, I remember that there being an extended period. Um, but other than that, we were constantly like, you know how you try that tactic in a relationship where you're like, well, then maybe we shouldn't even be together. And we would like switch off and doing that all the time. So we were just, well, we were like much younger and just psychologically stabbing each other over and over <laughs> because uh, we're unrestrained and uh, didn't really have like any therapy under our belts. And I felt like I was just like, yeah, this is what you do. You just go for the throat, like immediately. That's probably healthy, right? Amazing. <laughs> and it was, yes. uh, it was pretty toxic, <laughs> but we were both broken people when we were yeah. younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But You're it both was like going for the juggler uh, every time. Yeah. And, uh, and we, yeah, we, we became too good at it at a certain point. Yeah. I, think. I remember all those anti-Semitic remarks were a little too much though. I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, have you, have you watched Star Trek before? <laughs> I have seen three episodes of Star Trek, uh, the next generation. They were all the next generation. I think. Really? The only three? TNG. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I th you know, I mean, they were, like, on when I was a kid, and, like, I'm sure I, like, they were just on in the background, so maybe, like, unconsciously I have them in my memory, <laughs> you know? Like, I I'm sure, like, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, it's an episode I remember, you know? But you didn't I never to prepare actually... for, for your writing uh, job? Did, oh, no, so... Um, I, I I worked on Rick and Morty and they made us watch episodes of uh, Star Trek for like some some days they would, be, you know, they would be like, go home and uh, I'm going to sign uh, like an episode to you. And then we would go home and watch uh, an episode and come back and sort of like use it as like material to like a foundation to draw ideas out of kind of because it's like you know, they contained a lot of like 
sci-fi tropes that you could kind of, well, they weren't tropes at the time because they were like groundbreaking, but then, um, you know, that shows like highly influential. Yeah. And I think that's, that was always fascinating to me that Rick and Morty draws, um, foundational like story and stuff from Star Trek because it makes total sense. I mean, Rick and Morty is one of the only episodic, I mean, a lot of animated shows are episodic, but like, it's one of the remaining like really interesting episodic sci-fi shows out there. And of course it draws from TNG because TNG, a lot of the scripts from TNG came from Twilight Zone. So that's why I think- That makes sense, right? Didn't you say um, that, uh, oh, you know what? I watched an episode with you. One of the episodes, one of the three episodes I watched, uh, it was the (laughs) flute. Was it the magic yes. flute or is that an opera? It was the inner light episode. Did I make you watch oh, it? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the, wait, did he have a flute in the episode? Yes. I can't remember. Okay, good. <laughs> so that episode is, is, is like this is, is a parallel to the, the episode where like you live a life in Rick and Morty in that right. one game. Which is the, um, the life of um I'm blanking on the name now, but when he goes to the arcade, when he goes to Blit, uh, Blitz and Chits, that chips, you know, that uh place and then plays the Life of Roy. Life of Roy? Yeah. Yeah. So I in mean, Morty, there's a game where you go, it's VR like an arcade game. Yeah, a VR game, and you put a thing on and then you live an entire life just like the inner light. And I love that episode because in it treats the concept of having the psychic damage of having lived an entire life. Cause Rick, ta- like Morty does it and he lives a whole life as this guy who gets cancer and dies. And then he takes off the helmet and he's like, ah, like he's like freaking out because of course you would be like completely fucked afterwards. And then Rick is like, Oh my God, I can't believe you like got cancer. Like that's the, the shittiest way to play the game. So like Rick's implication being that Rick has done it several times, which in the show, Picard goes through it and he's like, well, I lived a whole life as another guy. And it's like, it's kind of fucked up, but he's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and didn't you say that there are like future, like episodes later that. Yes. So they pick it up a little bit. They pick it up a couple times where he's like, he talks about it too. But this is the thing that pissed me off about the inner light the most is that they were like, you're the probe. You're here to tell everybody about us. Your whole existence now is meant to spread the word about our society. And then he was like, well, that was crazy. Uh, back yeah. to being captain of this ship and never talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they fucking trusted you. And so he talks about it to like a girlfriend later on. He's like, so I have this flute. It's like crazy what I went through. And he tells like one person. <laughs> so that's like, that's a very like Serling-esque episode. Um, but like, it, it, I didn't know that the main inspiration for Star Trek was the Twilight Zone. So like Gene Roddenberry, yeah. uh, did I say his name right? <laughs> You did. Wow. Do I know the least about Star Trek out of any of your guests so far? No, no. There's people who have never watched it before uh, coming Uh, on. That's good. I don't feel as bad. (laughs) We watched an episode today for this show, which I think would be a really great (laughs) would be a great um, inspiration for Rick and Morty. I love this episode. I'm so glad that you watched it because 
this was one of the episodes that I remembered from my childhood and was haunted by. It's like one of the scary episodes. Yeah. And I like, I fucking love it. I think it's so creepy. And it's like, yeah. it's definitely classic TNG um, because one of the things TNG likes to do is torture Commander Troy. Like they like to put her through like so much invasive bullshit and then expect her to be fine. I mean, she's been traumatized umpteen times. She'd have why do you think that is? Is it because she's an empath? Is that like why? Because <laughs> she's hot. I think she could because she's hot. Yeah, I think uh, there's a, a, a full YouTube video that uh, Feminist Frequency did on on how they treat women in sci-fi and all the tropes. Basically. Especially alien shows where they're constantly being impregnated and probed and basically space raped. And the ways they violate women yeah. in in sci-fi. And yeah. there's a lot of like taking your body, impregnating you, taking over your consciousness, just like using basically yeah. Right. The woman body as an avatar for something, for some other motive. You'll notice, like, if you watch TNG, like, Troy's agency as a human being or being is constantly taken over by other beings. And she's always, like, has to manage it because on her own because she's the only counselor on the ship. So there's yeah. nobody else for her to talk to after it happens. Um, even though, like, if this... like. If, you know, if any of the things happened in a normal ship, you'd be decommissioned immediately and then you'd be replaced because you're like no longer in the psychic place to be taking patients. Right, right. Like, uh, well, I was space raped yesterday, but um, <laughs> I guess cancel none of my appointments. Um, and this so is like, this is a classic, like her agency is compromised episode. Yeah. 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 She's completely taken over mentally. And I you like the what? scene. But at the, what? I don't know why uh, uh, her uh, taking over personality, like this entity, had such had to be such a bitch. <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I know. Why that's, had to be, like, I get possessed by a fucking monster. I, that's also me when I'm like very cranky. This is yeah. <laughs> so she's like now always. So in this episode, um, it's a uh, season season uh, six episode three. It's called Measure of a Man. What's it called? The Man of the Year? Man of the Year? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> is it not? Is it like, isn't it like Man? Yeah, it's Man of the Year, I think, right? Oh, it's Man. Is it man of the People. Man of the People. <laughs> no, it's not Man of the People. God damn it. It is Man of the People. It's Man of the People. I think it's Man of the People. Look. It's Man of the People. All right. right. Um, the Netflix synopsis. <laughs> man of the Year was... <laughs> <laughs> I love Man of the Year. When the Enterprise comes to the rescue of an ambassador and his mother, Troy finds herself attracted to him. So um, this uh, this episode, I don't have any background on it if Veronica wants to look that up. Um, but uh, so this ambassador Alcar a, is a negotiator of peace. A you know they have this happen on the show a lot where there'll be like an emissary who needs to do, who needs to like broker peace in between two warring planets or two warring people on a planet. Then they'll in have fact, to- like, the love interest of Troy specifically, who yeah. was doing uh, diplomatic negotiations between two very difficult crews. On the pl a planet called Serona. So they meet them because their ship is under fire because I guess in, they're in like, they're in like Seronian airspace and people are like, want to shoot down this emissary. 
before he even gets to the planet. So they bring him on board the Enterprise because they can't put him on an unarmed vessel because he's too big of a target. So they're like, okay, great. You have to get on the Enterprise and we'll just travel to the planet's surface with you on the Enterprise. And while he's there, he brings his mother on board and she is the worst. Like she's so fucking spooky. Um, I think I pulled this, I pulled a clip, but you can play this right now. I'm Councillor Deanna Troy. Ambassador Vassalkar. And my mother. Sev Melor. Councillor, it is imperative that I speak to the captain. You think he's attracted to you, but he isn't. You offer him nothing. She hasn't been feeling well. Could she be taken to quarters? Of course. Chief, I'll take you to Captain Picard. Mother, go with her. Don't pursue him. I won't have it. I'll stop you. <laughs> I feel like this ever happened to you. Is this the, the least amount of effort? <laughs> Is it an offer when that happens? Sorry, Sean. Did it? Uh, was this the least amount of effort they put into makeup effects? into making someone an alien was just a tiny little bit of brown makeup? <laughs> um, I Great question, and no. There's an episode in, like, oh, they're doing Tai Chi. So there, there's an episode on season, like, one where they had rat people or, like, you know, they had like the most effort for no payoff. It was like <laughs> the worst episode ever. And well, they've had, like, yeah. The, every time they go full force and make a crazy looking alien, it like has to be the focus of the episode that that person is a crazy alien. So usually it's just they do something to the ears, just the forehead. And that's generally it because they don't have time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like uh, the multi. The, this is the Tai Chi clothes are the is a line that Kim Kardashian recently released. It looks exactly like a Kim Kardashian <laughs> clothing line. Um, yeah. so uh, so she's like hanging out with this ambassador dude, and the guy is, I'm saying like he's not very hot, and this is what's another thing that troubles me about the guys that she gets to be a, like he's like the least hot of all the guys. Like they at least got a somebody you know what I mean? Like a little more attractive than this guy. He's just super whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah, he looks this like, guy? A, uh, like a French clown. He would teach you a clown. Can you turn the, the sound off though? Cause yeah. Yeah. He does, look, he does look like a French clown. That's a really good way of putting it. Like maybe in France, he's, he's a 10. I don't know. What do you think? Sean? <laughs> what do you think, Sean? <laughs> uh, no comment. Wait, are you, does this guy, are you like uh, with the same agents as this guy and you can't say anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do I think, this guy is a total, like, uh, no, you know, I think that. Um, An eight, a six, a two, a four, a five. A <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, I would say he's like a six, between a six and a seven. All right. Yeah. I will accept it. Yeah. So, um. <clears throat> so she starts hanging out with him anyway even though like if I met somebody whose mom said that to me I would not be around that guy ever again right like, like but 733 
Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. well, this is going to be trouble down the line, and it's also trouble immediately. Yeah, and also he's, he's like, maybe the hotness level of a French clown. Like, what's the <laughs> him? You know what I mean? Like, why so, hang out with him at all? I mean, I guess on the ship, you're so starved for new company that you're just like, I'll hang out with anybody who comes aboard, but maybe for some like- reason... If like someone was so, you know, like if, if you just met, cause she's not dating him at this point. Like if she just, if you met someone and then their mother was like, don't touch him. You'd be like, oh, I guess a lot of people are into this guy. You know, yeah. I guess. Suddenly, suddenly you'd be curious. You'd be like, what does his mom know? John, if you were still single, this would be a good wingman tactic. Just right. bring an old woman with you. And yeah, like, have her be like. <laughs> To be like, no. <laughs> I mean, like for me, if I'm for also if I'm a psychiatric counselor, I'm gonna be like, all right, well, there's definitely some issues with this parent-child relationship, right. and I don't want to get involved with anybody whose mom is that person. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. you would never in a million years be like, yeah, let me see what this is about. Like, you'd be like, I hate this whole thing. I have a problem with with Troy's skills and again this this goes against the writers but it's like she's an empath she can tell when someone is up to something immediately and she can't sense like this woman's deal it's so weird like there's well she can though later on she says it she later describes it's like watching a thing on a screen it's like a holiday no but she talks to Riker and she's like her feelings are malevolent and he dismisses it as that she's senile and he's and she's like, well, uh, sounds like the second person behind it or something. Like I don't know. He, I mean, I this know. is the crazy thing. She goes to Riker and she's like, yeah, like I have this really weird interaction with this crone. Um, <laughs> who was like, <laughs> <laughs> like very scary, and also I felt that I sent pure evil coming out of her and Riker's <laughs> like man she's probably just old you know what I mean like someday we're all gonna be like that and she, she's like okay <laughs> she's like yeah you're right <laughs> what <laughs> no not at all she's like not that's not what I'm telling you um I hope we're not all like this it's like most people are not like that ideally I do want to see the second clip of, of, of when they encountered this lady because I love her so much. It's at 8.30. Um, so if Brett, can pull, if Brett can pull that up. Would you come with me when we reach Saronia? If the captain authorizes it, of course I will. Good. I hope to see you again. You're late. Mother, I told you that I'll be gone for over an hour. You're late because of her. Have you made it with him yet? What? That's what you want, isn't it? Mother, please, come in. I can always tell the ones with a certain look in their eye. I'd better go. And I'll tell you this. If you do, you'll regret it the rest of your life. Mother, come in, please. You should lie down. Wait, I have a really quick question. So if she's already being like, don't, you're you're gonna regret this, why doesn't she just also be like, 
and I'm not his mother. <laughs> yeah, I'm no. a girl that he abducted that was young five minutes ago. <laughs> well, the, I know. I think it's because they imply that the um, the the receptacles, as he calls them, like lose their mind immediately. So they're no longer who they are. They're just like obsessed with being around him. And I think that's uh, Weinstein also called people, no? Receptacles. receptacles? Um, what, if like we, what if we were like, Brett, can you confirm? He's like, what the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so I think that's the only reason. But yeah, it's, I am not his mother would be a great thing to just pepper in into the conversation. <laughs> but um, called her mother four times in that scene. He was like, mother, mother, <laughs> mother. Yeah. And why didn't she go like, why are you calling me that? Yeah. <laughs> really weird she's super jealous but she's like we fucked last week this is weird what if um what if it she hadn't even started the aging process yet he just met a very old woman to do the crystal meditation (laughs) ceremony with yeah just pick an old like that's the other thing if he needs so it's revealed later we're jumping ahead but it's revealed later. it's okay we're not supposed to say spoilers i thought no it's fine um Nothing matters. <laughs> Nothing matters. Time is uh, a flat circle. So um, he it reveals later that he uses people as receptacles for his bad emotions. And that's how he stays super um, zen so that he can do all these, like, all these negotiations with, um, with other cultures. And, uh, and I don't understand why he doesn't just pick somebody who's already an asshole. Like, you know, when you go to the gas station or something and somebody's just surly and shitty, you're just like, you'll do. <laughs> like, you're already on your way out, you know? Like, just, he just picks the nicest people who are just like, I just want to help any way I can. And of course, it's always women, right? Like, it's never a dude. It's never just like, like, like hey, man, let me know if you need anything. I'll help you. Yeah. You know, I'll walk you around. Yeah. You can share your feelings with yeah. me. It would be cool if he did it to a dog. Does he choose a pure person so that like he, cause he's like, he's a toxic person. So he has yeah. to like fill them up with his toxicity. Yeah. The narcissist uh, empath dynamic. Right. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, this is kind of, this episode could be seen to be about boundaries, you know, like those friendships that you have that you eventually have to like set up boundaries with. Sean, do you have anybody like that you want to name? Yeah, I'd like to name, (laughs) I have a list. (laughs) I asked Sean to prepare a list of people he'd like to to communicate from his life on this show. Um, I think it's, uh, well, he mentioned that he needs an empath for this, right? So. I think that's all he he's like, I like also he says later to Picard, he's like, I really didn't think that the that Maleficent or whatever her name was, was going to die so quickly. <laughs> like, right. you didn't. <laughs> oh, OK. Also, it's established that he can retain these psychic links with people across space because he has the link with Deanna 
when he's on the planet and she's on the ship. So why did he even have to bring that old lady with him? <laughs> it would have been a lot easier if he hadn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he the Wi-Fi signal after like two planets, being two planets away or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really big plot hole, Alice, that you just pointed out right now. <laughs> he doesn't need Chun's to be with her. Sean's <laughs> not going to sleep for weeks. <laughs> What if you, Sean, this either goes, to you, you're like 90 years old? <laughs> Just <laughs> rocking back and forth. <laughs> this plot hole makes you age prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> Take a out of Um. So uh, later on in the episode, so she... So this lady, this old crone dies and she dies in the fucking scariest way. Like she dies like a roach that been sprayed. <laughs> yeah. She, she dies like in a way no one ever dies. What was she doing before that? She <laughs> falls like this. <laughs> well, that it's like she would have had to die for rigor mortis to set in while she was doing this. So maybe she was like um to play the piano. Yeah, she was yeah. mid mid piano, mid marionette. <laughs> but then something somebody would have had to hold her there. She's a backup dancer in th- a thriller video. <laughs> a <laughs> thriller does. video, not the thriller not video. A, no, <laughs> no, because you've got to remember the 24th century. So they've had to make yeah. several <laughs> Twitter Twitter thriller videos for Twitter. <laughs> So, um, so that lady dies. And so he has to make a new connection. And the way he does it is by being like, Hey, can somebody do this, um, this ceremony with me? It's a funeral thing. And I have to do it with one lady in my quarters alone. And and then he pulls out this shitty coffin. It's like a miniature, like Halloween looking coffin. (laughs) Which I love so much that it's like a tiny, tiny little one. It's cute. <laughs> She's like, oh, you had that coffin. Okay. You can bring that with just in case. Like, because it's not like he, it's not like, you know what I mean? Like he carries the coffin with him, right? He didn't replicate it. He's like, yeah, I've had this coffin with me the whole time. It's right under his uh, robe every, all the time. Oh, that's what you were carrying in your right hand that whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to go to your quarters first so you can drop off your miniature coffin <laughs> okay <laughs> <Okay. Mother. laughs> um, definitely not gonna need so he does the like um weird link psychic link with deanna and it makes her go to tai chi and then touch herself sexually um which i guess is is a really long scene like way longer than is needed but it's just deanna troy it's just marina surgeons like touching her self a lot and then she goes to his quarters and she's like, hey, want to fuck? And he says no, which I don't really get why he doesn't sleep instead with her. Of, instead of taking advantage of the fact that she still looks good, you know? Yeah. yeah. Also, doesn't he have to... I thought because of what the what the, the crone said that he had to mate with the yeah. lady to get the psychic link. But I guess he doesn't because he just... Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. I've seen that prone in when I went to Ohio, I think. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you say, oh, hi. 
you say it like you're saying it to some you say it like you're 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 greeting somebody you don't really want to see hi. you're like oh hi <laughs> thank you <laughs> that surprised me they were there and I, was um, like, I actually thought i saw her when i went to yeah let's hang out <laughs> get, get oh, it hi. that's a, <laughs> yeah let's hang out oh yeah yeah i have a summer property and let's hang out sometime last week i went to uh yeah totally <laughs> totally <laughs> <laughs> look at phone in brackets is the name of the city <laughs> I gotta take this. That's the municipality. <laughs> oh fuck. I'm on drugs. So um <clears throat> okay, so then after she um gets spurned by him, she like has this weird sexual moment with a guy in an elevator who I guess she like takes back to her quarters. And he for some reason she has to like have sex with dudes for, for while she's being oh i think the idea is that like all of her toxic like energy is her being sexually liberated which is yeah. another terrible message of the of the episode that it's like yeah he's pouring his bullshit into her which is how she becomes like a slut where it's like no, she should just be able to have sex with anybody she wants. And then even the message afterwards, she has a confrontation with Riker where he's like, oh, who's he walks into her quarters. Right. Unannounced. And she's like in a negligee. And then he's all excited because she's in a negligee. Like he walks in grinning. He's like, yes. And then yes. he sees that there's another guy there. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm not going to get any. And then she's like, are you upset that he was here? And he's like, no. And she's like, because it's none of your business. And up until that Good. point, we're supposed to be like, ooh, she's a bitch now. But actually, that's all fine. <laughs> right. She made a good point. <laughs> of, actually, it's none of your business. And you did just show up for no reason. We did not have an appointment. <laughs> it's actually true. Yeah. So like, well, how fucked up is it that they're like, yeah, now she's super toxic and also having sex with people on her own terms. What a bitch. <laughs> um, I really oh like God. her look when, when she goes to the bar with her like gray hair and her yeah. like lace. Well, I, the other thing, my, <clears throat> for Star Trek, for fans, fans will notice this. As she ages, there's a certain point where she just starts dressing more like Luxana. And Luxana for Sean, it is her mom, who is an a side like a, a guest star on the show, who comes on the show, and she's basically like turning into Luxana. Um, Luxana is very like uh flirtatious and she's like um she's like Delta Burke on designing women. She's like very like hello, you know. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know I have to I had to, to speak in thing, man. I just copied yeah. Gilmore <laughs> Gilmore guys exactly I would fucking I would listen to that in a honestly Sean let's do that that's a really good idea I would love to do I would love 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 to do that um we do need Kevin C. Porter to organize it though because I don't there's so many more um like apps than I but uh so uh 
But Sean, tell us, tell us what you, what, like, I want to know your impressions from like watching like two episodes to this episode specifically. Um, I like, well, first I wanted to say that, uh, I think that, um, it's funny to think that since he's dumping his, like the toxic elements of him, it, that like, normally he would be acting like a sultry lady. (laughs) (laughs) It's just all funneled to her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what I was thinking. Like, what is he dumping on her? His toxic (laughs) femininity is like, uh, (laughs) well, it becomes like all jealousy and rage and like insensitivity. So I did pull another clip um, for Brett to play. This is a clip where she's doing some, she's doing like a, an improv scene where she's bad at her job, which actually is legitimately hilarious. How she reads this girl who's just trying to like work out her work problems. <laughs> I fucking love this scene. I actually My- think this, this ensign she's talking to is somebody who's been in other episodes as well. My so, therapist. Also, I mentioned Janeway. Did you notice? I did notice that. Okay, so here's that clip. Anything to please him, and I try, counselor. I try to make sure there's nothing he could find fault with. Give me an example of what you mean. Well, yesterday I was running routine diagnostics on the sensor pallets. They checked out, but Lieutenant Pinder questioned me because I'd allowed a .023 variance. That's well within specifications. He goes out of his way to criticize me. Do you know of any reason why he might do that? No, that's why I'm here. Well, maybe he's just tired of hearing you complain. Pardon me? I know I'm certainly tired of it. How do you think it feels to sit and listen to someone whine about themselves all the time? Well, I didn't realize I was... This isn't Starfleet Academy. You're not going to be coddled. If you can't take it here, then you might think about a transport ship. There's a lot less pressure there. But I love being on the Enterprise. I don't want to be anywhere else. If you aren't up to it, then you don't deserve to be here. Isn't that right? I guess so. So you better take a hold of yourself or be prepared for transfer. I will, Counselor. Thank you. Glad I could help. So good. If my therapist did I mean, that to me, <clears throat> I think I'm so traumatized. I mean, I, I we Veronica and I have both worked with people like this. Am I right? Hello, Patreon episode. <laughs> <laughs> like it is phenomenal that she just is like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just love it. So, <laughs> you can like, try shutting the fuck up. What are you <laughs> just smokes meth in the room. <laughs> I just <laughs> they just <laughs> space meth. <laughs> so insensitive. I love it so much. That girl's just like, um, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I like how initially she is empathetic. I know. Like, why, why would she do that? <laughs> and that's the worst part is that she doesn't lead in with it. She leads in with like, talk about your feelings. I want you to really be vulnerable and open up. And then she's like, says to something, she's like, you seem like a real bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like such a mind fuck. I love it so much. Oh, Oh, it's fantastic. So it's fantastic. So 
we um we have a uh, confrontation later with Picard where he goes down to the planet's surface to confront this um, Dr. Alcar, who I call uh, Alcar no bus, Alcar no bike. Um, <laughs> I thought Sean would like that. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, that's where he finds out what he's doing, basically. And the guy just like explains to Picard. He's like, yeah, so basically here's what I do. <laughs> Like, he doesn't try to keep it a secret at all. And Picard's like, yeah, I'm not going to let you do that. And I don't know, I always, this is really going to be fucked up and it's going to get me in a lot of trouble, but it kind of reminded me how, their conversation kind of reminded me how, like, um, Bernie Sanders, like, more um, toxic supporters online talk about, like, their support for Bernie Sanders and, like, other people. Like, he was saying, like, he was saying like, it doesn't matter. It's like one person, but I'm like fighting for thousands of people. So I can be like the worst. And, and Picard's like, what? You can't like use the justification that you're working towards peace by just for being like an amoral asshole. And he's like, well, watch me like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like that, that immediately reminded me of that because my interactions with Bernie Sanders have been so shitty online. Um, this whole election cycle. Yeah, like not Bernie himself. Whenever I talk to Bernie himself, it's <laughs> no. And I'll also like That's Bernie. Great. This is this is a specific type of person too, because it's not like everyday like people who are working for Bernie Sanders campaign are not like this at all. And there's like tons of people that I like who I know personally who support Bernie, and I don't have that problem with them. But there's been people who have said things before, like like you know. Like, well, you're a racist and you want people to die. And you know what I mean? Like saying things like that to people that you don't know. And you're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, I'm fighting for healthcare. And so if you're like, you know what I mean? Like that sort of like false dichotomy of saying that like, you can just say whatever you want as long as you're, you're the ends justify the means. I mean, this is obviously an incredibly like blankety, sort of but it just reminded me of that sort of mindset like somebody being like so believing their altruism is so um like Superior. basically takes care of any behavior is basically yeah. what i'm saying you know where there's for that um there I also remember. was i don't know if you listen to the podcast reply all there was this girl who called in about her friend's roommate that was like posting onto instagram about how like women's labor is um undervalued in our society and then the girl who called in was like, but she's my friend's roommate and she never picks up after herself and she leaves messes around the apartment all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So like people just being like, it's like this sort of emergence of like altruistic assholes. Yeah. It's like, I'm morally superior than you. And I'm also an asshole. Yeah. So I'm, things, like, I, I'm not bad. I'm allowed, like the thing with like this, the, the Joe Rogan thing where it was like, well, Joe Rogan might be like a rape apologist, but like people are dying. So you have to not worry about it. You know, that kind of a thing. Do you want a study cam? Um, yeah. And I, but it's okay because I, um, I supported Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wandering around my apartment right now looking for the charger and I just remember where it is. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. I thought maybe it would be interesting to talk about, but I understand if nobody wants to wade into those weeds with me. 
And the long period of silence that follows that comment. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's just I'm just going to tug the... my collar for a second. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean, though? Like, I mean, it, but is it because you don't agree with me or is it because you don't no, no, no. know what I, I'm I saying? See, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But, I, you, uh, but, but it's like there is, an, there is an element of like you really don't want to wade into those weeds because you know that some of those people can be real assholes. Well, I think right. it happens all the time. This is kind of one of the things I like about Star Trek The Next Generation is that they they approach stuff like this. Uh, so it's a whole convoluted, you know, way to go to a, a, a bigger point that has to do with that uh, moral superiority or whatever. Um, and they tend to go for, for, like, big topics like that. And they're not afraid and they do it in, like, a in a cool, not so over the head kind of way. And I think that's why the show like holds up because this is a topic just as relevant right now as it was, you know, 30 years ago when it came out. Uh, I think especially right now where everyone is right and things are, you know, uh, and justify the means or whatever. Um, I think there's a lot of that in modern society. So it's very exciting that the writers, you know, consistently, I don't know, created episodes that had to do with things that are still relevant in our modern culture. Um, I wish it wasn't, you know, but it's also cool that- it's kind of the show's fault that we don't care about the people on the planet. You know what I mean? Like he's like thousands of people are dying every day. And I just helped that not happen. And as the viewer, you're like, I don't care. Like, I don't know these people. They sound shitty. Like the Seronians don't do anything good. I've never heard of them. Yeah. Like they don't even have a fucking pink berry. Who cares? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the way that they, they kind of have a really convoluted way of like solving the problem, but basically they have Deanna Dr- Troy die. And then. Um, By the way, that age makeup was actually kind of good I it's hard like to a different actress towards the end I'm still not no, sure. I didn't even think about that I thought you know like you think it was a different actress the lady the was shorter I don't know maybe I'm crazy but well, she no, I just noticed I when she morphed back into regular Deanna there was some real like face shape changing and I was like wow yeah. this is the kind of uh, where she looks in the mirror and then she's just like, but there's no difference at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, oh my God, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get hotter? Yeah. <laughs> I don't they need do to that be. Like, <laughs> so like the crone was an actual old lady and yeah. then they have like young actress have to age, but they know they're going to have to do that because it's the series regular. So, but if they have... An, a young actress dressed as an old lady, just like they're going to do to her. It's like foreshadowing too much. So it's kind of like. The other thing that really is never explained, which might be a, like a bad message of the episode is that like, why is it that if you pour all your toxic feelings into a human being that they become old? Because, <laughs> because old like people are the worst. Right? Let's go outside and party. <laughs> <laughs> what's the message you know uh how did grandma get to be so wrinkly uh because she kept feeling shitty well you know your grandma a person 
like, are we supposed to think that because people look young, that's because they're pure of heart? And when the people look old, it's because they're like jealous and shitty. I think it's like the, the portrait of Dorian Gray, kind of like that's where they're going for, right? We're going to nod along with that because we want to we want to pretend that we know the reference really well. So you don't? This is the part where both Sean and I go. Totally. Well, <laughs> actually, Alice, this is one I do not. Actually, Sean, I do not. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Wilde wrote this novel. Oscar Wilde once sneezed. <laughs> we and read it in high school, so, so it doesn't count. It's not like I read it in my first time. Um, well, it's a philosophical novel. Do you guys know about it? Yeah. It's... um. Dorian Gray beautiful. is beautiful. Beautiful and, and, and of And he paints this he, picture. No, picture, he yeah. does. Mm, he doesn't. No, he did. Mm. Does he? Well, his character. Mm. And yes. then. And then he starts to age. He and, starts to and, age, and then that's. <laughs> <laughs> So oh for God. everyone out there who's just like Sean and Alice, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I succeeded. Uh, so basically, this guy gets a portrait. Everyone should read this book. Uh, everyone, uh, this guy gets a portrait of him, and he keeps being shitty as fuck. And every time he does something horrible, the portrait gets ugly, and he just remains young forever right so, that's the main premise of the <laughs> right <laughs> i don't remember it <laughs> it's um, the important thing or earnest right important yeah, of being earnest <laughs> Honestly, the importance of being yeah um right, could you edit this so we all look good <laughs> And not just Veronica. <laughs> Edit in like a British guy for Sean being like, <laughs> well, um. Give me like a cat filter. <laughs> I think I was like 21 when I was like, I'm going to read all the work from Oscar Wilde. Um, and so I did that. <laughs> I did too. And, I, and then I was like, actually, cocaine's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done cocaine. <laughs> Here we go. Should I try it in this quarantine? <clears throat> Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I found the one where cocaine was. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's anything else to talk about. Oh, Sean, I did want to ask you about um, the Snakes Planet episode of Rick and Morty, even though we're not talking about Star Trek. Um, the part when they go down to the Snake Planet and everything's in snake language and not translated. Talk about that. <laughs> Were you in that episode? Um, I uh, I named that episode. <laughs> the The title of it is um, Rattlestar Galactica. Oh, Rick Galactica. <laughs> Rick Galactica. We we were in a we were coming up with uh, titles. We had like a six hour like session of us trying to come up with titles in a room. Mm -hmm. We were just shouting puns. <laughs> like, and it felt like there was a carbon monoxide leak. And I was like, I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> it felt like we were in there for days. And we were just 
snakes for the memories <laughs> like whatever and uh it was really like everyone thought it was one of the funniest days we, we we we've like had and most memorable and i can't like all the days like blended okay. into yeah you kind of can't remember because like i remember. i I, yeah. I loved the like mentorian candidate like um the way I like the way that they n- not mentoring candidate, but the way that they like created a entire um, vignette of another planet, but without any dialogue like that they've done. They did it in Bojack Horseman for the underwater episode, but I really liked like, I liked that, that uh, device a lot. And I liked that all the writing was in like S's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think personally snakes I like snakes I think they're cute and it made me really happy to see them uh, that was my favorite yeah that was my favorite episode mine too um I'm disappointed that that wasn't specifically your idea but you know what it was not my idea I think um I'm sure it was I'm, just Dan yeah I I, I I can't remember whose idea it was NDA well, probably, we'll, we'll probably say it's Dan because yeah Probably was. Um, uh, but anyway, it's been a really great thing to have. You. It's been a great thing to have you on. <laughs> like there's a carbon monoxide leak in my house. Veronica, do you want to play us out? Beautiful. Well, guys, that's been our show. Um, normally I would ask Sean if he had anything to plug, but he said that he couldn't talk about it. And but no one has anything going on ever. Stay at home. <laughs> wash your hands. This will be coming out in a few weeks. So I don't think we need to, hopefully by then we won't need to say wash your hands because hopefully everybody will have gotten the message by then. Yeah. Um, everybody stay safe and uh, tune into our Instagram live streams when you can. Um, anything else, Veronica? No, that's all. We should try to announce when we're doing live so that you guys can be part of it. Yeah, this we is coming will. Yeah, I think so. We'll do a test uh, to do a live stream. We did a test to do for a live stream um, on the Trex Instagram, and it worked out well. So we'll announce and we're doing that you. next. But um, I like that the fans could tell us things right away, like immediately interact with us and tell us facts that we don't know and don't care to learn. So that's yeah, great. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that was good. All, All right, right, guys. Sean. Thank you. We'll see you soon. It was great. I hope it's not a nightmare for Brett. Me too. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.